podcast where three women with names discuss movies that are about something other than a man. Paid in Puke is hosted by Amy Green, Christina Barr, and Jessica Baxter. It's also a spoiler-filled free-for-all. You've been warned. On today's episode of Paid in Puke, we diffuse Jay Roach's 2019 drama Bombshell, starring Charlize Theron, Nicole Kidman, and Margot Robbie. You have to adopt the mentality of an Irish street cop. The world is a bad place. People are lazy morons. Minorities are criminals. Sex is sick but interesting. Ask yourself what would scare my grandmother or piss off my grandfather. And that's a Fox story. Oh, it makes so much sense. Women are everywhere. We're letting them play golf and tennis now. HR's on the phone because you called me a skirt. Yeah, Yeah. I got to read that manual again. (laughs) The attitude off camera was even worse. You're a man hater. Learn to get along with the boys. You're sexy, but you're too much work. I have a whole list. Will other women come forward? You may have heard there was a dust-up involving yours truly and presidential contender Donald Trump. There was blood coming out of her eyes, blood coming out of her wherever. Oh, my God. Did he just accuse me of anger menstruating? Wait, am I going to be the story? No. No. I'm going to be the story. No. No. Nobody stops watching because of a conflict. They stop watching when there isn't one. I want to convince you that I belong on air, Mr. Ailes. I think I'd be freaking phenomenal on your network. I could pluck you out and move you to the front of the line. But I need to know that you're loyal. I need you to find a way to prove it. I'm the bad guy. You know why Ron just got that door blocking his office. Someone has to speak up. Someone has to get mad. Fox News star Gretchen Carlson dropped a major bombshell today. What is she doing? This could kill Fox News. We need everyone on Team Roger. Get it on. Put it on. These are the end times. You do understand I have to be above this, right? You know the entire country is talking about your period right now. So you Sweetheart, this is an island of safety and truth. There's a man! Ready to go to war? Oh, yeah. Welcome to Pain and Puke. Oh, <laughs> oh, welcome. I know, we just started talking. I'm like, have we been on? <laughs> we were in some stuff before. Yeah. <laughs> I, was not, I was checking levels, but I was not recording the dishing. I think we should also, I think we should just get it out there that it's New Year's Day and we all... Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're Happy New Year. Up late last night. Yeah. Yes, we're recording. We watched this movie like a, some of us a week ago, I think. It yeah. seems like a million years ago. Christmas break is so long. I forget but what we were day all at Amy's house last night <laughs> for a New Year's Eve party that was uh, rocking New Year's Eve. Yeah. <laughs> as they say. Yeah. <laughs> we watched the ball drop from in 1977. I, I love that. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. 
Yeah, and then they didn't do anything at regular. And then we had a super weird. <laughs> they drop, we watched them drop the ball. I yeah, guess. drop the ball. Like, on the ball in yeah. Seattle. There was a countdown, and then when it got to thirty seconds, the clock just disappeared, and then it was just Star Wars music. And I was like, "What?" Well, no, then there, I think there was like thirty seconds of a weird light show under the Space Needle, and it looked like maybe the Space Needle was going to turn into an actual spaceship <laughs> and take off. And it was like an abyss thing the whole time. But then I assume it was approximately thirty seconds later. They just started playing the Star Wars theme. Oh, okay. Which was our cue that it was New Year's. Uh, yeah, it was not clear. That it was midnight, it was. but it was I don't know why really, they stopped really showing strange. the countdown. The little corner had the countdown for yeah. like two oh. minutes. And then when it got to 30 seconds, it's like, you're on your own, guys. Someone, <laughs> what? Someone got fired over that, I assume. I don't know. What network was that? Uh, it was either Channel 4 or Channel 5, so whatever that is. It was either yeah, Como or Cairo, I think, okay. right? I was wondering if we could blame um, it on Fox in some way and uh, Fox affiliate. I, no, <laughs> I know Fox is 13, it wasn't. Okay, there. well anyway, this might be true everywhere, but our local news is kind of a joke. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty terrible. But yeah, anyway, the point being that we all partied hearty and <laughs> our brains might not be at full capacity today. <laughs> so what better way to talk about a movie about conservative women being sexually harassed? <laughs> Bombshell is a 2019 film directed by Jay Roach of Austin Powers and Meet the Parents. <laughs> Your favorite. Yes. <laughs> it tells the story of the women who brought down Fox News CEO Roger Ailes for rampant sexual harassment. It stars Charlize Theron as Megyn Kelly and Nicole Kidman as Gretchen Carlson. And Margaret Robbie as a fictionalized composite of powerless underlings that Ailes victimized. It was written and produced by Charles Randolph, who wrote The Big Short. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I thought that was an Adam McKay thing. Right, like... that's I felt like there was an Adam McKay connection. Oh, but that's why. Who's Adam McKay? Uh, he, the director of Big Short. Oh, the director oh, of Big Short. Okay. Charles Randolph, who wrote this screenplay. I read a, an interview with him because I was wondering what his perspective was mm-hmm. to write this script. Shut up. Hot Probs is on. Oh, shit, yeah. And he said it was a movie for the men who don't understand the Me Too movement. Um, Which I thought was an interesting take. Mm. (laughs) I mean, that explains it to me. Because I was like, it's interesting that this movie is about the beautiful blonde women that are sexually harassed. You know, beautiful blonde white women. It seems like this story has to be palatable to somebody. Yeah. Mm. Like, who are you going to care about? (laughs) (laughs) It's these women who did, obviously did nothing wrong. (laughs) They were the pillars of their communities. So if even they're getting sexually harassed, then we should really start caring about it. I thought more like, I believe them. I believe that they were sexually harassed because they're so hot. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, sometimes someone comes forward with a story and it's like, oh, who would sexually harass her? You know, right. I, I, oh, I yeah. took it more that way. Believe mm. women. And you can believe them because who wouldn't harass Margot yes. Robbie? You know? One can hardly help themselves. Right. <laughs> <laughs> On our drunk walk home last night, my husband was doing an impression of Sean Lithgow's Roger Ailes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't get him to stop. And it was really, really disturbing. It was 
involved a lot of heavy breathing and oh god oh. <laughs> i was yeah. like you have got to stop I'm so skeeved out right why now. was he doing that <laughs> I, don't know. I thought it was funny i guess <laughs> very well done john lithgow normally i love that guy yeah but i was very repulsed by him oh, god. yeah he was really repulsive in that movie especially yeah. that one scene like i have mm-hmm. a lot of hot props but i would say that there was that one scene that was very very effective where yeah you know, where he's telling her to show some of her oh, leg oh yeah margot robbie yes here uh stand up and give me a twirl now yeah just a quick spin oh sure <laughs> oh, that's good <laughs> now uh Pull your dress up and let me see your legs. Um. <laughs> it's a visual medium, Kayla. Come on. Ugh, yeah, it's a visual medium. Right. Oh, God. It's like say over and over again. And gross. then just the way eventually, like, he's just breathing is so gross. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> 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 Her eyes are filling with tears. Right. Oh. Like, she starts out trying to do a cutesy little, like, oh, here's my leg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. no, keep pulling that skirt up higher and higher, and then he's, like, yeah. breathing heavier and heavier. That was so uncomfortable. Yeah, that was so hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she couldn't believe that it was going that far. The innocent little doe-eyed girl when she walked in there. <laughs> she's yeah. like, we're really doing this. She couldn't believe it. Yeah, she's just so just so hopeful that I mean, she can be get, yeah. she can make a splash at right, Fox like News says, and be. I a, would be freaking phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like she doesn't want to swear in front of Roger. Is, I want to be a an influencer in the Jesus space. Yeah, right? you know, and it's just like ah. Uh. I liked the term. Did she use that to describe herself, or he used it? Somebody used it to describe her as an evangelical millennial. <laughs> Oh, right. oh, I know. I, I was like, oh, that is a market, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and now she's yeah. like, I don't know secular music. <laughs> 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 uh, what an interesting character. <laughs> I'm not a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Margaret Robbie is a very likable actress, just in general, very charismatic. So I think that was a good casting choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought she was very good. Yeah. <laughs> <in this. laughs> I hate that I use the word likable. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't be unlikable. That's the worst thing you can do as a woman. Right. Well, I think ambition is the worst thing you can do. <laughs> so ridiculous. Like, after the Trump debate that Megyn Kelly was the moderator, and she's like, am I going to be the story? Wait, am I going to be the story? No. No. I'm going to be the story. No. <laughs> I, I have to be above this. I'm like, come on. <laughs> Are you telling me that Megyn Kelly was shying away from media attention? That doesn't sound right. And also, like, it doesn't... It's fine for women to have ambition. <laughs> they did say right off the bat, we dramatized scenes because of the NDA that Gretchen Carlson signed and also just for the ease of storytelling, but her character was really interesting the way they portrayed her. (laughs) I'm just trying to do my job, my job saying that Jesus is white and (laughs) and that black people deserve to be killed by police officers. They didn't, I don't think they put that part in there, but she said a lot of egregious things, but she's an awful person. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But she's just trying to do her job and and keep her hot husband happy. <laughs> she can have it all. She's just trying to have it all. Oh my god, I hated that moment where she's debating. I think it's right before she decides finally to come forward. And she's just debating in her head about what to do. And she's talking to her husband. And then she looks in the back seat and sees her daughter. Right. <laughs> 
Thank Mother of daughters. daughters. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe it did have to. That does seem to be how some people have to come to that conclusion that women deserve to be protected and not harassed. Yeah. <laughs> right. Is I have to know somebody personally who I want to protect to care about women. Even if I'm a woman, it's not enough. <sighs> And then, of course, Gretchen Carlson is not that awesome either. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was very sympathetic to Gretchen Carlson and Megyn Kelly. I guess that was, like, my hot prob with it. Fox News is just such a terrible, awful propaganda machine. And, and yeah. I felt like they sort of whitewashed all of that. I mean, granted, there's only so much time in a movie. And the main story was not that. But I felt like, I don't know. No, you're yeah, right. like exactly they, what they, they were doing. They had, like, the Bill O'Reilly character, and everyone was saying, oh, yeah, Bill O'Reilly's so terrible. Everyone who works for him, everyone was saying Bill O'Reilly's terrible. Yeah. But then they're trying to say, we have these terrible people who work here and run it, but also we have these really good people, these really good, hardworking people, like yeah. Megan Kelly and Gretchen Carlson and oh, all these God. interns. <laughs> and even one liberal who's <laughs> secretly doing this. Right, yeah. Right. And they're just trying to do their jobs perpetuating institutionalized racism. Right, yeah. And it's like, even terrible women should not be treated like that. Everything that they went through with the sexual harassment and the abuse, but... I don't know. It wasn't a cathartic movie for me. I don't know what I was hoping for. Like, something more like... There's no sense of catharsis. I mean, Gretchen Carlson hasn't done anything since... She's really wants her NDA to be lifted so she can actually yeah. talk again. Because she wants to write that book that she wants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but... A million dollars. And then Roger Ailes, he got a $40 million payout. I and... know. Right. And they were apologizing to and him like, while they're giving him $40 million. Yeah, you can basically just be like a human piece of garbage. And make $40 <laughs> right. million... Not everybody mm-hmm. can make $40 million being a total garbage human. And then he had the but he did. to be like, it's not about the money. Right. <laughs> money can say that right Right. yeah (laughs) i saw it with my cousin we both shared our workplace sexual harassment experiences like which almost every woman has i mean like (laughs) walking out of that i was just like yeah that happened it's hard to say what would have made it more palatable but i mean certainly taking it out of the terrible propaganda vacuum that is Fox News would have helped, putting in perspective a little bit more. Right, that's the thing, like, because I, I mean, I would be on board. I think Megyn Kelly's a terrible person, and I also would still say it's wrong to sexually harass her, you know? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. like, we would still be on yeah. board. Why are you trying to make Megyn Kelly the hero here? You know? Right! Yeah. It seems like Charles Randolph did not succeed in whatever he was trying. He says he was trying to show a sympathetic side, but not like, let's see if I can find a quote exactly. The way he explained it was just a really lame explanation. <laughs> oh yeah, the conservative news network acts as the story's backdrop and Bombshell aims to show how this issue transcends our sort of partisan biases. What? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's kind of something that Gretchen Carlson was saying, too. In real life, she said this. No, it's not a political issue. Like, like fuck it isn't. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I just hate it when people say that. Like, everything's political. Right. Yeah. That's You can't say that this is can be separated from that because it's yeah. all based on our leaders and the system they've created and are perpetuating. Like, it's 100% yeah. political. It can't not be. So it's one thing to show that it affects everybody, but it's another thing to say, well, it's 
a non-partisan issue. Right. Yeah. Hmm, I don't think so. Right. <laughs> Bernie Sanders isn't doing this shit. <laughs> so I don't think it came across what he was trying to get across. I don't think. Right, well, and then also, I'm sure there are lots of women who have been sexually harassed at work and have spoken out and not gotten the effect that they had where you get the CEO removed. That's political. So much more, so much is political that people don't want to think it is. But it's like, it's not coincidence that the powerful rich white women, beautiful rich white women are the ones who manage to get progress there. Whereas middle class people being sexually harassed at work just get fired. And it's directly related to the wages too. I don't have the exact study, but the the amount of abuse, it's directly correlated to how much money a woman makes. That's why equal pay is so important. It is directly related. The more you need a job, the more you're going to put up with? Is that what you're saying? Are you saying like the less they make, the more um, abuse they get? I think that you don't have the same latitude as like a higher level corporate person like Gretchen Carlson. You're not taken seriously or you're not even heard at all. And I think that's a factor in it too. If you're undocumented or if you're Right, you know, working right. under the table or all of that. You don't really have any recourse. And because of that environment, it perpetuates the behavior. Uh, Gretchen Carlson had the legal knowledge and she's recording Roger Ailes for mm-hmm. a year. She's willing to put up with that for a whole year and document it, all of the conversations so he can deny it and then mm-hmm. be proven that he has no credibility. I think that's what really brought him down. Maybe that would have been swept under the rug. I don't know if she if she hadn't done all of her homework. but Or it sounded like if they even revealed that they had recordings at first, his legal team would have been able to find a way to discredit them or something it yeah. sounded like they were like it's a good thing that we didn't tell them we had the tapes until after he said this oh, definitely yeah. never happened yeah it was almost Isn't like they so orchestrated that you have to do that much work the law in general it's just like teams tricking other teams <laughs> right yeah and it's like that's our justice system yeah yeah that's like saying. we have and to only people with money can afford tr- the trickiest of lawyers it's mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's just really disheartening to see that system and the only people it works for are people with a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody else just suffers. At best, they suffer, but still manage to go on with their lives. I think with, like, Harvey Weinstein, his wife left him immediately. The Chapman. Yeah. <laughs> and then Cotney Britton as the wife. I don't know what she ended up doing, but it's like, these rumors are decades old, and yeah. it's an open secret, like they said, and the level of denial, it's pretty powerful. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember if they said, like, did his wife leave him? I don't know. It made she it... Didn't. S- oh, she didn't. I don't think so. He died. He only died a year oh, after right. that, so she didn't have... Exactly. Just stick it out. I mean, I think a divorce takes longer than it would have taken anyway. Right. Fortunately, he was old and decrepit and terrible. <laughs> I don't know if that's if John Lithgow's portrayal is an accurate portrayal of Ailes's health, but he really just seemed like yeah, yeah, like a living embodiment of gout. Right. <laughs> Disgusting. It's so hard because I love John Lithgow. I know. <laughs> he's even when he's playing a villain, usually he's charismatic. Right. 
there's something to like about him. And um, good. I mean, I don't want to like Roger Ailes at all. No, know, so that's good, true. Good job, John Lithgow. Uh, yeah, that's true. I think it would have been much harder to watch this movie if they'd been trying to convince us that there was some sort of humanity inside right. of him. Yeah. Like, if only we just understood his side of the story. <laughs> God, there were so many people in this movie. It was just like everybody was somebody. I, Rob Delaney? I, w- oh, I didn't yeah. know he was in I know. it. That was also like, hard for me because I really like him in general. And I love Catastrophe. I think we've talked about Yeah, yeah, that's a fun show. And he just seems like a really nice person in real life. And to have him say things like, you wouldn't want anyone to think you're a feminist. Or, you know, (laughs) like he's at one point he's like, I know you're saying you're not a feminist, but if there's like a spectrum, you're on the feminist. I mean, just, oh, it's just hard to hear things like that out of the mouths of people you like. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I mean, the movie was just filled with that kind of thing. Like, I'm not a feminist, I'm a lawyer. What the right. fuck is wrong with being a feminist? Yeah, right. exactly. Why is that such a dirty word and such a terrible thing to be, to want women to be treated well? I know. He like a producer like, or something? Or? I feel like he was her assistant in some way. Oh. So I, I mean, yeah, that I, was like her team was like yeah. the pregnant woman right. from Santa Clarita Diet. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who said at one point that she wished someone would slut shame her. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. You God. Can, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's flattering to be cackled. <laughs> like, oh. well, I did notice, now that you said it, I see this all the time. I'm like, so aware of it, but Megan Kelly throws up and isn't pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, really that's like true. That. I feel like women are barfing all over the place. Like I noticed. That's you. true. Hopefully, that's a thing of the past. <laughs> I'd like to take some credit for that not being a thing anymore. <laughs> she was poisoned. <laughs> all right, there was something else. I just watched Parasite and then watched Ready or Not, and someone threw up in one of those, but I don't remember which one. But they were pregnant. <laughs> Maybe it was both of them. I don't know. <laughs> I think the being a feminist is sort of like bad for the brand or the Megyn right. Kelly brand for Fox News. They had that conversation where they're like, you can go anywhere. Well, she couldn't go anywhere. She tried to go to NBC, but that didn't go well for right. her. She and, lost her job. Yeah, they, they're all very much face. like, they all want to keep their jobs. <laughs> Rob Delaney's like, you can't leave Fox News. Fox News is in your DNA. <laughs> Yeah. It feels very true. I mean, it is, because it's not news. It's like a yeah. weird jingoistic cult. That's really what it is. They're not really news broadcasters. Right. They just all sit around in their echo chamber and tell terrible old people what they want. <laughs> yeah. I did like a one line about, like, you're doing it right if you're pissing off your grandpa and scaring your grandma or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm scared and I'm mad. Like, that's a Fox story. The world is a bad place. People are lazy morons. Minorities are criminals. Sex is sick but interesting. Ask yourself what would scare my grandmother or piss off my grandfather. And that's a Fox story. Are you writing this down? Oh, it makes so much sense. Frighten, tiddly. Right. Frighten, tiddly. Frighten, tiddly. Which is not good. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's not something to aspire to. But that's partly why our local news is so terrible is because their stories are very sensationalist. The Sinclair. Just all those, like, yeah, like the dinnertime news. Yeah. Oh, you're going to want to hear about this (laughs) new thing that's gonna terrify you or that's right. gonna make you in danger and then yeah, it's like the household item the common household item that could kill you exactly, oh, God, yeah, exactly. Yeah. and then you watch the story just say and you're what like, it is uh, don't just don't be a fucking idiot and you'll <laughs> it was 
Funsing Mary Lynn Raska. Oh, I missed her she somehow. She was, she was Roger Ailes, uh, worked for Connie Britton, and she's like, what's for lunch? And she's like, oh, oh I'm eating yeah. sushi. Sushi's not liberal food. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was just not like, liberal food. <laughs> oh, my God. So imagine having to live like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds just so scary. Even if you're not being sexually harassed, you're still being harassed in other ways. You have to fall in line, and you have to obey the company line and you yeah, have to support the literal madman who is leading our country at did all I tell costs. you how my dad has a Gretchen Carlson oh my god he does little Kent's two cents Kent's two cents I talked to him before he'd seen this movie but I saw it and his trainer used to also train Gretchen Carlson <laughs> wow <laughs> and, and so her story of why she stopped training her was that she had like a, a pretty generous cancellation policy which was just eight hours which is you know oh, most people do 24 20, right? Yeah, right and so but if it's within eight hours or less then she would charge you so Gretchen Carlson canceled on her with an hour's notice Ooh. You really can't scramble and fill that slot with an hour, but she did it twice and she let it go. Then the third time, she was like, this is money out of my pocket, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to charge you for that. And then that Gretchen Carlson went off, like, went away, like screaming, swearing at her, saying, don't you know who I am? If I cancel on you, it's because there's, you know, it's because it's yeah. important, because it's the news, and who do you think oh you my- are? You know, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, so that's like Whoa. the environment yeah. that they're all in. So it's like I don't feel bad for for Gretchen Carlson, and you know what I mean. I yeah, feel, I don't think anyone should be sexually harassed at work. Yeah, but I also feel like these are just all bad people. Yeah, you know? but she was being paid. She was already a rich person for working for Fox News, and then she got twenty million dollars yeah. when she left, which should last. A long time if you're good with money, you know? Yes, that should be enough. You should be set, right? I feel like the real reason that she wants the NDA lifted is for the book. It's not because Mm -hmm. she wants to save anybody or go on any kind of feminist crusade. It's like, she's like, oh yeah, I gotta write this book. Everyone's gonna buy the book and I'm gonna have more money. I'm gonna have so much money. Once you're talking about that level of income, the motivations are not pure. Right. <laughs> and they kind of all become golems who are like, I need more of the precious. Right, <laughs> yeah. And like, who cares if she has to pay for a miss session? It's like, you right. can afford it. Exactly. Right. Like, how much could it have possibly been out of her pocket <laughs> right. versus this person That's... who's not making Gretchen Carlson money? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> when you're a trainer like that, you, like, you work for yourself. You're an independent contractor. Like, That's pretty... just a sense of like how people like that treat people that are beneath them. Mm-hmm. You know? This is the best I came up with for a lunchtime poll. So this is what's called a lunchtime poll. Let me, let me yeah, this would be a really challenging... Yeah. I just keep thinking about Kate McKinnon's character. She plays Jess. <laughs> her character's name. Who works for Bill O'Reilly, who's obviously one of the worst people on earth. And she's a lesbian liberal. As she confesses to Kayla, who is Margot Robbie's character, after they have sex, even though Kayla's not a lesbian. <laughs> right. And she basically explains her reason for being there is that it was the first job she got out of journalism school, and no one else will hire her because they see Fox News on her resume, but she can't take it off her resume because then she won't have anything on her resume to get a job. 
So she keeps applying constantly to other jobs and she can't do it. So I guess my question for you is, if you were in that position where you went to journalism school and all you wanted to do was work for a news network, any news network, and Fox News was the first place, I don't know if it's the first place, but maybe even if they've offered you a ton of money, they're like, this is the most money anybody could make coming right out of school for this position, would you take it? You had student, let's say you had student loans, I'm just trying to put myself in her position, like she probably had student loans, she probably needed the money pretty bad, but you're a lesbian liberal, (laughs) and it's Fox News. I don't feel like I can ever fault someone for taking a job when they need a job, and I think in any large corporation you did, you know, like there are certain companies that I don't support, I won't buy from Wayfair, Mm -hmm. I don't buy from Amazon, but that doesn't mean that my money is not, anything I buy isn't untouched by cruelty, you know what I mean? Of course, yeah, it's almost impossible to do that. So obviously, I mean, it's more overt and different with Fox News, but, you know, if she goes works for MSNBC, is there not some fat cat CEO of MSNBC that has way more money than any one person should ever have, and you know what I mean? Yeah, NBC is where the majority of Ronan Farrow's book takes place. I recently read that book, and it's a hard read, but it's very eye-opening. And it was NBC, and it was Matt Lauer was like a pillar of liberal journalism and mm-hmm. that happened there. So yeah, and not even just sexual harassment, but like you're saying, money and corruption in general. So definitely, you're not going to avoid that kind of thing by working for any major corporation of any kind, I would think. But Fox News is just right. so yeah, But then again, yeah, that's <laughs> no, like, I can't fault anyone for having a job. But, I mean, really? Like, it's like the difference between, like, working for a company that employs, or I'm going to bring it back to Middle Earth, guys, that employs orcs, or, like, just going directly to Sauron. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> like, the most evil person you can think of versus evil adjacent. Yeah. Right. right. Her character, Kate McKinnon, says, I thrive in toxic environments. And, she does say that, yeah. And she seems like... Maybe it's like a know your enemy thing. She's a white blonde lady. I'm sure she could just stay above the fray and try to disconnect. Maybe she's just really good at compartmentalizing or something. I definitely couldn't do it. I think it would slowly kill me. (laughs) I I mean, I I would probably have a mental breakdown (laughs) if I had to do it. I've had shitty years of underemployment and that's really hard. But I have a hard time believing that would be her only option though. I mean, there's so many jobs she could get. Couldn't you have done something else, you know? Right. But she was at a very powerful, she's right in the mission control center of everything and working at that level is attractive. Sometimes you make concessions in your mind. That would be really rough. I don't think I could do it. <laughs> is that where you are? I don't think I could do it either. I, yeah. And I'd like, and like you said, you know, it's not because I live a pure life in any way, but I worked at a financial firm for a while and you know, they were nice people, but they would say things from time to time that would make my eyebrows raise. And I definitely had yeah. some questionable things said to me about my outfits and whatnot. And that was as close to that environment as I cared to get. That's an environment where they were not supposed to be, not only were they not supposed to be saying things like that, but I could have gotten them in a ton of trouble. But at Fox News, it really seemed like you had to straight up be like, I, I'm going to fire you unless you fuck me to get in trouble. (laughs) And then Bill O'Reilly himself had allegations. Yeah. Rape allegations even, not just harassment. I think so. So basically, I guess, (laughs) I do feel like it's just 
a bridge too far. I think maybe that line, I thrive in toxic environments, maybe that's just her admitting that's a, f- a flaw that she has that she's working yeah. on or not working on, but at least recognizes. I don't know. Right. And I think she's probably also supposed to be composite fictional character. Mm-hmm. He's trying to say there are cogs in the machine. There are good people who good work people there. Good people on both sides. You know? <laughs> well, not like good people on both sides. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know Lord of the Rings, but is it like, yeah. you know, I had friends on the Death Star. Like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, yeah. you know, like, like the janitor on the Death Star, did he deserve to die? Right. <laughs> I think what he's trying to do with that character is there are people who are just hardworking, working class people who are part of this organization. Mm-hmm. It's going to exist whether they work for them or not, so are they really complicit or are they just someone who needs a job? Yeah. They also yeah. threw in that scene where Megan Kelly's, where Rob Delaney and the other one are asking her not to yeah. come forward because it'll affect them. You know, that yeah. they can't afford to lose their jobs the way she can afford to lose her job. I think that scene is just in there to be sympathetic to Megan Kelly for waiting so long. It just seems like that's something that they're really trying to do in that movie is, I don't yeah. know, like just not make it a, not make Fox News a complete villain or something you know yeah. i mean just as yeah just like, to say that it's okay. not just like a, a that hydra, you, that there are people who are right that you can be a good person working for mm-hmm. fox news i don't yeah. know why it's so important to them to, to say, say that, that you know? <laughs> yeah how very i think you're right about him just trying to change her motivation her obvious motivation Megan Kelly's of waiting right <laughs> right I think that she waited to come forward until she just saw how the tide was gonna yeah. turn and then when yeah. it seemed like safe enough that it's not really gonna affect her to now that this is how it's going so let me jump on that ship I think that's why she waited so long and then I think they put that scene in there to say, so, you know, it wasn't so black and white. It was a real conflict mm-hmm. for her because she wanted to do the right thing. But what was the right thing? Is yeah. it the right thing if two people lose their jobs? This one just had a baby, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. But then mm-hmm. she looked at her daughter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I also do get that, though, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's definitely something I think about a lot. And I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I assume that other women feel this way, that they've put up with stuff that they would never want their daughter to put up with. That's a struggle for me. It's like, if I know my daughter has seen me put up with something that I would never want her to put up with, well, what am I doing? Yeah. You know, it's also infuriating. It's one of those things where it's like I see something that... The, my kids love the Berenstain Bears. Yeah. Oh, I love the I just, So when we read them, it's like they're so, so attached to the gender roles in those books. Mm. And it's really annoying. But it also, I feel like, really reflects my family life. Oh, <laughs> like, no. It's so annoying and also so true, you know. So, <laughs> so that is very annoying. The, like, looking at my daughter makes me think of this a different way. For me, that that does ring true. Mm-hmm. That it's something that affects my thinking sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely coming from a position of... I mean, we were kind of raised to put up with a lot. <laughs> so, we yeah, really, I definitely. mean, there really are a lot of trailblazers who are saying, let's not fucking do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the first ones were black women. The you know, Me Too was started by a black <laughs> woman. But, but it's hard to relate if it's not a beautiful white woman in Carol. <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel like this is a movie that maybe we could have seen after 10 really good Me Too movies about marginalized people. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> right. I feel like that's another thing. If he's saying he's trying to make this story palatable to men or something that it's a thing men say when women accuse a famous person that they're looking for money and fame. <laughs> Which oh is like God. so silly. You know, I was like, okay, so name one Bill Cosby accuser. Okay. Name even one. No, you can't do it. So obviously it's not fame that you get. These are people who already had money and already had fame. Why this story? For the guys who don't mm. get it, I yeah. guess. Maybe that is what he did, was he just sat down and wrote a list of all of the counter-arguments of why people deserve, quote-unquote, to get harassed, and was like, okay, I'll create the antithesis of that person and show that they're still getting harassed, and that's why it's not okay. (laughs) I know, it seems like we want to go with it. Help me, Charles Randall. Help me help you. (laughs) It's not really doing well. It's kind of bombing right now. Um, And, like... I mean, I totally get it. It seems like it just happened. (laughs) You know what I mean? All of those events. And then nobody who likes Fox News is going to want to go see this movie. I can't imagine. They hate Hollywood people. Right. I know, it's made by liberal Hollywood. (laughs) It's totally that thing where it's like, we've got the message. How can we package it so that you'll want to hear it? And even if we do that, are you still going to listen? You said that your husband really wanted to see it. Do you know why? Like, what was his reason for being excited to see this movie? (laughs) He just thought it looked good, you know, just from the preview. We both, like, really see just about everything. I mean, he sees, like, he'll see anything, so... I don't know. I mean, he was definitely, like, disappointed. I think it's one of those things when when people play a real person, mm-hmm. I think he really likes that. Like, just in the preview, how John Lithgow is, like, so jarring. I think he just, I think he just wanted to see, like, what is up with John Lithgow in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of awards is he going to win for all his <laughs> oh, yeah, aesthetics? It's, and it's being totally hyped up as all Oscar performances are going to be nominated and all that. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Oh, it's totally, yeah. Based on real people. people. I know, God. Hollywood loves that. Agreeing themselves up. Oh, I bet they'll be at the Oscars. Gretchen Carlson. and There were a couple of speeches. I don't know. I kind of can see that. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, I wonder. I wonder if the real people would go. Probably. I bet they would. I bet that usually when they have, like, a movie that's based on someone, like, the actual person will be at the award ceremony. I feel like I've seen that a lot. Whoever Sandra Bullock was playing and all those winners. Right, 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 right. Right. The real Philomena. Yeah, like, it's Philomena. I'm like, there's gonna be something besides Philomena. Oh, right, Philomena. Why is that the first one that comes to mind? I just really remember that for some reason, because Steve Coogan introduced her. And then every time I read the name Philomena, I always read it as Philomania. (laughs) And I never saw this movie, even though I love Steve Coogan. It's funny, the Oscar moments that stick out in people's heads. The real Larry Flint. Like, I remember he had, like, a gold gold (laughs) wheelchair, I think. Usually movies based on people, I think they show up. Was real Aaron Brockovich at the Oscars? I bet she was. (laughs) Oh, are we going to get the Hustlers lady? I hope we do. We don't know if they're going to be nominated or not yet. I think J-Lo's going to be. Even though it didn't have the Golden Globes, I feel like we're going to get a female Best Director nominee this year. I fucking hope so. Yeah. I think Greta Gerwig's going to get nominated. I don't know why they do not like to nominate women for directing, but I think she's You don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) It's a mystery to me. (laughs) Yeah, when a movie gets nominated for everything else. Yeah. I I guess I... Yeah. 
Maybe I should dig into this. We're so high. In there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's a mystery to me. What haven't we done? I've already started underlining meaningful passages in her copy of Mopey Dick, if you know what I mean. Christina said one line that you liked. I guess I did like how Margot Robbie said it. I'd be freaking phenomenal. <laughs> that was very cute that she yeah. said freaking. <laughs> I want to convince you that I belong on air, Mr. Ailes. I think I'd be freaking phenomenal on your network. She's great, yeah. Oh, I liked Kayla is leaving us for the asshole when they were talking about <laughs> she's going to oh, yeah. Bill O'Reilly's team. I don't like this quote, but this is just a good amalgamation of things that people say that Roger Ailes, I don't know if he really did say this to Gretchen Carlson, but in the movie, she says that he told her, you're sexy, but you're too much work. The attitude off camera was even worse. You're a man hater. Learn to get along with the boys. You're sexy, but you're too much work. I have a whole list. <laughs> <laughs> you're too much work if you don't let me do whatever I want to right. do. <laughs> Ugh, gross. Oh, and then I, I don't know secular music. I really like <laughs> that. was a very funny thing to say. I like, I had a couple quotes I wrote down. Kate McKinnon, uh, Kayla calls Kate McKinnon, and she's crying and saying she wants to go to the lawyer. And Kate McKinnon says, I may have worried out loud about you. <laughs> and it was just kind uh, of like a nice like follow-up because there was that really sad scene where they're both in the cubicle and trying to confide in her friend. Mm -hmm. She's like, it's better if I'm not involved in this. What else does a suicide need, huh? Now, if you'll excuse me. There was some, was there interesting. Was some good shorthand moments yeah. between them. Like the, with the picture, the callback of the picture. Right. She, had yeah. the, she had a photo of her a college friend on her desk. Kayla knew that she was the lesbian because they'd had sex. So she put it in her drawer for her. She's like, you shouldn't have this out. But then she's like, that's just my friend from college. And then later, right before she walks out, she takes the picture out of yeah. her desk and puts it back. I thought that was a good shorthand moment. And yeah. you're right about her reluctance to be involved at first and then later on yeah. deciding. But it does kind of seem like that is kind of how it went, where like it has to snowball before mm -hmm. some people will jump on. Yeah. Like, jump in the avalanche, you know? And I know it is hard to put yourself on the line like that, especially if you don't have a lot of money or a safety net. It's so hard to imagine being in that environment every day. Right. Yeah. And then just saying, no, this is a bridge too far for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've accepted a lot, but draw the line here. I mean, obviously, personal harassment stories are very damaging and awful, but it's a toxic environment, as Kate McKinnon's character said, where it's just got to eat away at you every day to hear people say racist things every day and probably homophobic things every day and saying feminist. Like, it's a bad word. and You wouldn't want to be mistaken for one. I liked Richard Kind as okay. Giuliani, <laughs> and there was the Geraldo guy yeah, in the newsroom, and uh, Greta Van Susteren. Janine Perot Piro, or something? Piro, I don't know. I don't know. Janine Piro. I wrote down this line. Geraldo was talking about, this guy is as flirty as the grizzly from The Revenant. So that was like a weird... Like, what does that even mean? Yeah. What does that even mean? I and like, oh, okay, throw that in to throw the... <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I literally don't know if that's a lot or not at all. Yeah. <laughs> It's hard to know with those men, considering yeah, they right. consider flirting, right? Someone said somebody could take a joke at one point in there, which is such a trigger. Right. 
statement. Yeah. <laughs> I was just joking. Right. Your if you're ever joking. offended by anything, then you're just completely humorless. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We laugh at stuff all day. We just don't like racism. <laughs> right. Try <laughs> being funny. Right. I hadn't heard about the no skirts part. I don't know. Maybe I glossed over that or never. Or no, no pants. pants. Yeah, or or yeah. sorry, no pants. Sorry. But yeah, I didn't realize that about the below mm-hmm. the desk shots. Yeah, and, where they're always sitting on the end so you can see their legs. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't watched a ton of Fox News, but I, the times I have seen it, you know what? All the women have looked the same and mm-hmm. they do all wear skirts and their hair is all perfectly straight and blonde. blonde yep. Yeah. Blonde women, yep. wives. Yeah. <laughs> they said it wasn't strictly forbidden to wear pants, but it was obviously discouraged. And then anytime anyone was wearing pants, they're like, oh, you're wearing pants. <laughs> what are you doing today? Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, my mom working, and it was a rule, like, women were not allowed to wear pants at work. And then yeah. I remember her telling me that at some point, and then as years went by, one time she came home from work and she was in pants, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's like, oh, casual Friday, you can wear pants now. Oh, how nice. <laughs> <laughs> casual right. Friday. This was like the um, 80s, you know? Wow. <laughs> she just worked at an insurance company. Yeah, What's the name? Like, frowned upon, it was like, no, actually mm-hmm. not allowed. <laughs> I worked at a place once that we weren't allowed to wear jeans it was very strict with that but there was a really ridiculous like if you were you achieved something or, or got certain <laughs> something done there was a jeans coupon that they gave you oh my god <laughs> so you could use it to wear jeans on your day of choice we were just like yay what do you mean? Is the point of that right. i don't know like if it's okay to wear jeans then then if why you know yeah. like why is it different it's when if it's like we're meeting client like i, I you know, know. I yeah in business attire on my financial firm job because we have clients coming in and they expect a certain look and a certain level of office attire but yeah it's like explaining to the client yeah. today was my <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> you need to use your, your coupon <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Like control. This is right. That's like then it shows you it's just about control because it's oh, fine yeah. to wear jeans. I guess if you can get a coupon and wear your jeans, then <laughs> and it was a merit-based system. Right. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like done good. Yeah. What yeah. kind of place was this? It was like an older business. It's a sales and marketing place. Okay. It actually was in the last 10 years, so it wasn't so long ago. <laughs> this place is very old school. We just laughed at it a lot. Yeah, you should laugh at it because it's ridiculous. Did yeah. you get like coupons for getting massages from the CEO? Too? <laughs> no. Some just yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you get to go to the office today. <laughs> oh my god! That automatic door yeah. Roger Ailes' office. Yeah. Like, uh, so great. And then the keeper yeah. of the door, the fucking gatekeeper of the door. Right. Oh, was that uh, who, was that Holland Taylor? Yeah. I oh. love her. I remember that was someone I was excited to see. I read an article that talked briefly about several women's stories, but there was a woman that worked for him for 20 years, and she she was abused by him. Sexual harassment, but also emotional abuse, and she ended up having lots of mental health problems. But he would say, I want you to go get Roger's Angels. Basically, like, get other women to meet with him, and it's all very disgusting. Yeah, but hunting for him, basically. Yeah, basically. They had that in the morning show, that show with Jennifer Aniston. There's a scene where she goes into her old co-host's office and 
the button under the desk closes the door. It's I really creepy that. to I heard see about that. that when the Matt Lauer That's the Matt Lauer. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, Matt, Lauer. Matt Lauer thing. Yeah, <laughs> there's some really horrifying things about Matt Lauer and that. <sighs> I gotta read that. I don't know why I haven't read it. It's yet. like, it's hard for me to recommend it to people because it's just so awful, but it's also really well written and the way he just tells the story is pretty interesting and I, he's a good writer. Yeah. And there are these Russian private detectives involved who were originally hired by Harvey Weinstein to track him, but then eventually become his allies in the thing. Oh. And it's, I don't know, I'm like, I can't believe this really happened. It's weird. <laughs> it's yeah, so wow. I mean, I'm sure it's soon to be a major motion picture. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of hope. That's a story that I yeah. wish Bombshell right. had been, really. Yeah. yeah. Some gross, gross shit. Yeah. Just terrible. People's lives just utterly destroyed by powerful men who are barely getting reprimanded for it. They're still gonna be crying into their beds of money and their gilded castles. I, yeah. He got $40 million. What the hell? And in a, How I do mean, you get to... Ha- yeah, why? Right. Shouldn't should, should <laughs> that behavior fired. be, like, yeah, invalidate like, whatever <laughs> contract you have? It like it just doesn't matter. It's just a PR move. They only mm-hmm. fired him because they had to. Right. They wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. And it seemed like... Rupert Murdoch's sons hated him for a long time, and it was just a great opportunity to get rid of him anyways, but it wasn't necessarily because of that, but just because they didn't like him. They don't care, you know? Like, they really don't care. The Trump thing with her calling him out, that was getting so many ratings, and they weren't going to protect... Fox wasn't going to do anything to protect her. They're just like, okay, you go on vacation for three weeks. Mm -hmm. Wait this out. They didn't really support her at all. I mean, not that she's that great. (laughs) You know what I mean? But it's just like, they're squeezing her for every rating and money. And and Trump needed her and they needed Trump. (laughs) Yeah, and they're they're not going to do anything to miss the ratings. And then she's throwing up and having to take drugs to get through the whatever. I mean, I also don't necessarily believe that it was that hard for her, that there were negative consequences to that. I really did not believe that moment in the movie when she's like, I'm not going to be, I don't want to be the story. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That doesn't ring true to me, you know? yeah. That's true. She wanted the spotlight for the show. And yeah. Yeah, There's not anything wrong with that. Yeah. She's in television broadcasting. Obviously, everyone there wants to be on TV as much as possible. That's the whole aim of it. (laughs) Right. And it's like, you know, maybe she got nasty emails for going after Trump or whatever. But I'm sure any woman in media also gets that. Do you think Rachel Maddow doesn't get stuff like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or name literally anyone. Just anyone who's gotten any attention at all that said something that the men's rights activists don't like. Right. I mean, like Wendy West reading her tweets, and this is old. She has a video on YouTube where she's reading people tweeting at her. Horrible shit. Die, bitch. Yeah, I mean, it just... Like, you're too fat to rape. Right. Oh, God. Yeah. Yada, yada, goes on and on, and she just reads them in a monotone voice for, like, three minutes or something, and that's just... A sample. I mean, I guess she was using Fox, and Fox was using I her, and everybody's using everyone. Her yeah, and she knew it, and yeah. was on board. You know, and, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, it felt like the movie was trying to. It was really sympathetic to her, but at the same time, I was just like, I feel, uh, yeah. It was sympathetic to her, but it also seemed to portray her in a way that she would like. They didn't want Megyn Kelly being like, "That's not who I am." Right. right. I, I her was to... produced by Megan Kelly. Yeah. Like, what's <laughs> yeah. I don't know 
what is that dichotomy of you should strive for success, but you should be humble about it and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and not really be too ambitious. Just be like, oh, you really think I should host the show? Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you for giving me a chance. I don't deserve it. <laughs> oh God! Like, why should you have to be that person? No male journalist is expected to behave that way. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel like you ever hear men criticized for being ambitious. I don't know why that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see what's wrong with ambition. Yeah. It's, it's weird that that's a thing. Like you should be successful, but you shouldn't try to be, you know, or right. want to be. You know? <laughs> what? Yeah. Exactly. Like the perfect woman is like beautiful, but doesn't know it. And... <laughs> can eat anything she wants but isn't fat right (laughs) that's another one yeah (laughs) Yeah, love a woman with a big appetite unless it shows on her body in any way (laughs) (laughs) then it's like here's a salad bar like okay (laughs) love sex but isn't a slut somehow right you just can't can't win you can't win that's exactly true (laughs) this podcast i listen to keep it it's really fun like pop culture discussion but they were talking about the morning show and they were saying like how it's like so unrealistic the stars of a morning show are falling apart and they're just so conflicted and whatever but their criticism was in real life it would be the people around them the people that work for them that are falling apart people that are at that level don't really get that worked up about or I don't know mm-hmm. like they were saying they have people who work for them to keep them from feeling that stress I get yeah I'd like to maybe see that story through the eyes of <laughs> one of her assistants right. or somebody without power yeah. even if it's the same story just see it through the perspective of someone who doesn't have a lot of power or a lot of clout to make things happen all she had to do was snap her fingers and then you know change things because of who she is because the kayla character didn't come forward right away if she'd been the first one to come forward nothing would have happened yeah. right. that scene with her and kayla was really sad kayla's like it would have been nice to know mm-hmm. right. that this could happen and this happened you're not just anyone you're megan kelly and then Megan Kelly calls her a snowflake. Yay, women are all in it together, right? <laughs> yeah. But it's which it's not that I like the yeah. moment, but I at least I was like at least they're kind of showing maybe what really would have happened in that. Right. Time. Yeah. That is that's that's really who she is as a person who's like, mm-hmm. oh, liberals whining, whining, whining. But then if it happens to me, I'm gonna take a stand. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it it's doesn't just like, as long as once I have decided that it will work for me to take yeah. that stand. So much hypocrisy. And, yeah, that's and just the way that Fox News people think. They don't think about the big picture unless it's to benefit them in the long run. They certainly don't think about other yeah. other people or people in different positions. Oh man, Fox News. <laughs> so evil. Is it gonna die? Rupert Murdoch, he just wanted to get into TV news. Like, I don't know that he cares about the news. It's just like a business opportunity. And then he saw like a hole in the market profiting on, I think someone calls it like the nostalgia machine or something. Yeah. (laughs) He saw a chance to make a lot of money off of fear and he went for it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he believes some of it to some degree, even though he's not American. Capitalism is right, yeah. <laughs> a worldwide plague. Right. <laughs> and certainly there's plenty of racism in Australia. <laughs> yeah. I don't know a lot about Australian politics, but 
that's one thing that makes it over yeah. to our neck of the woods a lot. Is yeah. There's just a lot of casual racism on television there. And, oh, weird. Oh. Yeah. There's, like, still blackface on TV sometimes. <laughs> Jeez. They certainly don't treat their indigenous population any better than we do ours. Is there any way we can uh, wrap this up on not a dark note? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I don't know about you, but when I saw this movie, there was a trailer for Fantasy Island, and they played Seven Rings in the trailer. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. I noticed that. (laughs) Tell that trailer looked really weird. (laughs) This does not at all look like the spirit of that show. (laughs) I know it's a horror movie. Yeah, it wasn't a like why call it Fantasy Island? I don't know. It seems not very similar to... Because <laughs> it's definitely related to the show because they say, Welcome to Fantasy Island. Yeah, and I thought there was even clearly a, like, Mr. Rourke or whatever. Yeah. What is <laughs> I was into it, though. I would see that movie for sure. <laughs> I would definitely see it, but yeah. yeah I was like, I want revenge it. against the person I went to high school with, and then it's like, she thought it was a simulation, but it was real. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> 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 it's not Fantasy Island at all, but... <laughs> And then they become friends, apparently. Oh, <laughs> yes. that part about. Yeah. <laughs> I keep seeing trailers for Like a Boss, or keep seeing like. Oh yeah, like a boss. I'm excited for Like a Boss, and it makes me more and more excited about it. The first trailer I saw, I was like, I'm gonna see that because Tiffany Haddish, but uh, not as into it. And then I feel like the trailer was trying to make it palatable to like a. PG-13 audience when it's yeah. obviously a hard R. <laughs> I've seen a lot of the hard R scenes and I'm super into it. <laughs> I don't know why you would try to dupe people into going to see a movie that it's not going to be like that at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the high exit treasure also. Yeah. So. Yeah, good cast on that. Yeah. That's our rough note is that we will we'll see a different movie. Yeah. Hopefully not be so depressed afterward. <laughs> and I, I watched Ready or Not this morning and it was really good. Did you watch that? No. Either? no. Yeah. Uh-uh. You know movie I'm talking about, right? Nope. This couple gets married and the guy's from this rich family. Oh, right. It's like, okay. They have to play a game. With the... Oh, I wanted to see that. I kept really thinking that was called Hide and Seek or something. Uh, yeah. But... I, okay. Yeah. It's, yeah, still, it's exactly. about Hide and Seek. But yeah. Because I had saw someone t- that there were like this trifecta of movies this year that are about rich people versus poor people and take place mostly inside the same house. Mm-hmm. It was Knives Out, Parasite, and Ready or Not. So now I have seen all three. And yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. They're all really good. That's <laughs> Trend. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, also, your next is kind of like that. Yeah, that's what the trailer that makes it look like. Your next is that a scary movie? Your yeah, next? yeah. Oh, okay. And also Beatrice at Dinner. Oh, oh that was. That. That's not from this year, but that's that was yeah. great. Yeah, your next was definitely not this Bridge year. Bridge versus Poor fan- Fantasy. Yeah, <laughs> I highly recommend that movie. Yeah, that's with National Treasure. Yeah. It's like. Is that also with John Lithgow? Uh huh. I think it's John Lithgow, it right? Is. Yeah, the rich yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah, and then Connie Britton is mm-hmm. his yeah. wife. That's really funny. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that, but yeah. And he manages to be not one hundred percent loathsome. He's still pretty loathsome, but you can see that it's John Lithgow, and you're like, "Oh, I love you." I know you're playing this character because you're not making him sympathetic, and that's good. That works for me more than just being this like job of the hood. Mm. <laughs> 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 All right, come on. We were on a sorry. Dick, starring Kirsten Dunst, Michelle Williams, 
and Dan Hadea. If you enjoyed this episode of Paid in Puke, please take a minute to rate us highly on your preferred podcast listening apparatus. If you did not enjoy this episode, no further action is necessary. Paid in Puke is hosted by Amy Green, Christina Barr, and Jessica Baxter. Music by Silent Partner. Follow us on Twitter at Paid in Puke Pod or join us on Facebook at Paid in Puke Podcast. Thanks for listening. Lick it up, baby. Lick it up.